Susan Murray joins us now with a roundup of the latest rural news. Kia ora, Susan. New Zealanders are throwing out less food. Good afternoon, Charlotte. They are. But the value of what they're throwing out has risen to $3.2 billion due to higher food costs. The findings are from Rabobank's latest Kiwi Harvest Food Waste Survey, which asked 1,500 people about their food habits. It found households were throwing away about 12% of the food they buy, down from 13.4% last year. Rabobank spokesperson Blake Holgate says this translates to $1,500 of food being thrown out per household each year. We were expecting to see a greater drop given where where food prices are at. Actually, as a result of those food price increases, the overall value of food waste has actually increased from last year. So despite individual households dropping slightly, um, we are now wasting just over $3 billion worth of food each year, which actually equates to being able to feed 688,000 kiwis um, over, over the course of a year. Blake Holgate says it's mainly fruit, vegetables and bread ending up in the bin, but he says people are getting better at using the food they have. For those surveyed that have seen a, a decrease in food waste, you know, we asked them, you know, what is what have you done to to decrease that food waste? And and you know, again, what what shone through there is um, better planning, um, utilising um, leftovers, uh, and, and just purchasing purchasing less. Blake Holgate says Generation Z continues to waste the most food. A medicinal cannabis company says illogical legislation has stopped its supplying product for New Zealand patients and is exporting genetics to Europe instead. The government's medicinal cannabis scheme came into effect in April 2020, making it easier for patients to access medicinal marijuana, but at a high cost, as prescriptions are not subsidised by Pharmac. Ruatoria-based growing operation Rua Bioscience has pivoted since it started in 2017. It has moved away from the local market and signed supply and distribution deals with customers in Germany, Australia, Poland and the Czech Republic. The company's cannabis cultivation consultant Pororangi Tafifirangi says it's disappointing to not supply the local medicinal cannabis market where currently most of the product is imported. The industry has been created, but it, it doesn't serve businesses that want to try and support New Zealand. So rural bioscience has stopped throwing our investors' money into that hole because we're, we're just losing it playing this New Zealand game. And now we we do breeding. So we do breeding at our Rotoria facility. And right now we've got people in um, Europe sending genetics across the world for another grower to grow and then provide a product to the German market or European market with a, with a Rua brand on it. So unfortunately, it's a, it's a way that we have to play it because of the regulations in New Zealand, which is really dumb. Pororangi Tai Fifirangi says there's a bright future ahead for the business. Rua Biosciences' total revenue and income is up from $646,000 in 2022 to $6.5 million in the year to June 2023. A Mackenzie District farmer says last week's fires at Pukaki Downs and Lake Tekapol show the need to keep up the battle against wilding pines. Fire and Emergency New Zealand says eradication efforts to date likely helped limit the damage from the fires. 
The National Wildlife Conifer Control Program got a $100 million boost in 2020 through the Jobs for Nature program, but the funding is now down to $10 million a year. Mount Cook Station's Clint Miles told Nine to Noon good progress has been made in recent years, but with less funding, things will go backwards. The whirling pines are a huge issue with the fuel loadings and being able to try and control the wildfires. Um, in the areas of 10-year review land that have been retired from depart- to the Department of Conservation not being grazed, that's all loaded now with a lot more grass, a lot more brown top and tussocks. So that's a lot more volatile as well. But then when it gets into these trees, it's just a ticking time bomb. And it is a huge, huge risk. Clint Miles says the control programme, which is a partnership between farmers, the forestry industry, central and local government and others, is successful but needs proper funding. Gisborne primary producers are still in the dark about when the region's roading will be made more resilient and it's making business planning difficult. That's according to the large vegetable producer Leader Brands Chief Executive Richard Burke, who says this week's rain was just a spring storm but still forced roads to close. Following Cyclone Gabriel, the region was cut off in some directions for weeks and there were urgent calls for infrastructure upgrades. Mr Burke says the fragility of roads like State Highway 2 highlights how much work's still needed to get the region operating smoothly. Oh, look, there's a little bit of work done, but most of it's been in clean-up. And, and to be fair, some of the projects probably are going to take a little bit of time, but probably more is, is actually what is going to happen and the clear plan that we don't really know about as, as local businesses and, and what is going to happen long-term to actually fix it, not just repair it and what the time frame is. So um, a little bit in the dark about um, being confident of a long-term solution. Meanwhile, Richard Burke said as far as growing food, it's been a great start with the spring warm and dry in August. Our great business is all underway. Our fresh crops are in the ground. Um, you know, sweet corn's all in the ground. Melons will go in pretty soon. So should be a good early start to the season. And obviously we've been able to get back on top of a lot of our salad crops, you know, lettuce is finally starting to come back into some reasonable supplies. Richard Burke says consumers will benefit as volumes pick up. And that's the rural news for this hour. Koia rā te purongo o te taiwhenua.